Hello, and welcome to another episode of Storytime with Cosplayed637. That's me. I'm your host. And today, I'm going to tell you a very special story, seeing how this is an original story. One that I came up on my own. I've created all the characters, the plot, the storyline, the whole nine yards. It's all done by me, Cosplayed637. So, without further ado, here we go in book one of The Order, The Chosen One. Chapter 1. The Awakening In the early 21st century, the world we live in seems to be in extreme turmoil. There have been wars, wars, and rumors of wars. Murder and rape seem to be common news report every night. Reports of good deeds and heroism were a thing of the past. This world didn't seem to know that there was still good out there trying to bring the world closer to the light. What the normal population doesn't know is that they were living in the after-effects of a war. A war between heaven's light and hell's dark. In the midst of the war, there was a sliver of hope. A hope that would, in the end, shape the world. In the small town of Hope's Ends, there seems to be nothing going on. This town is small and quiet. If you blink while driving through, you would miss it. It was a place to raise your family. Most residents of Hope's End were raised here. A few of them were the lucky ones that didn't blink when driving through on their way up to the coast. Unknown to the normal person, the war between light and dark is taking place right here amongst the townsfolk. In a dark cave deep under the city, there stands a man. He stands about 6'3". He has blood-red eyes and snow-white hair. One black wing and one white wing unfurls from behind him, as an evil smile plays across his face, revealing his fangs. In his left hand, he holds a katana with a golden dragon hilt. On the ground at his feet, there lay three other people, two young ladies and one man. Hold on, maybe we need to go back. There's a whole lot that's being left out here. We need to go back to when this man was thought to be only a normal human. Eric von Connors is a tall guy at 6'3". Even though he works out with his dad, he seems to stay at an average size. There is no missing Eric in a crowd, with his stark contrast of his green eyes and his black hair. Eric is your typical country boy, helping everyone that needs his help. But he is also the biggest geek in town. What you would not see is that he is no normal human. This is the tale of how he learned that he was born to be the Chosen One. Eric had known that Sarah and Larry Van Connors were not his birth parents since he was young. Never try to say that Eric doesn't love his parents, though, because he really does. Eric had never had the need nor the urge to seek out his birth parents. Eric was your normal, easy-go-lucky kind of guy. He worked for a nursing home as a CMA while putting himself through school to become a registered nurse. 
He spent most of his time with Van Helsing, his best friend, and twin brother to Belladonna. Van stands at 6'2 with an average build, hazel eyes, and red hair. Van is a true hunter. If you put a gun in his hand, he will hit his target every time. Van's twin sister, Belladonna Helsing, goes by Bella. But Eric likes to call her Bells. She stands at 5'5". She has long red hair and deep blue eyes. Bella is a skilled fighter and has a very sweet heart. From time to time, Tasha Wolfsbane hangs out with them. She is of average height at 5'5", and slightly on the skinny side, even though she works out every day, and is extremely strong. Tasha and Van have been dating for the last three years now. Eric doesn't really care for her. He never knew why, it was just a feeling he had. And he doesn't think she cares too much for him either. Van and Tasha were going to the club tonight, and Bella was trying to talk Eric out of going with them. Eric was not a club guy. However, for some weird reason, this one time, Eric decided to go along. For some reason, though, Van, Bella, and Tasha were not too happy about this. But when Eric gets an idea in his head, there's no changing his mind. The club was called The Beat. The place was hopping. Eric didn't care for the music. It was just a little too punk for his taste. He made himself have a good time, though. He liked watching Bella dance. She moved like a goddess. Man, your sister is looking good tonight, Eric says with a wink. Van shoots Eric a disgusted look. Dude, that's my sister you're talking about. And besides that, she has been chasing after you for years, and you have shot her down every single time. Now you're interested? Van throws his hands up in the air with a sigh. I give up! Maybe I was playing hard to get. Eric shrugs right as Bella runs up and grabs his arm. Come dance with me, please, she begs. Oh no, Eric don't dance, Eric says. Dude, I know you got moves like Jagger, Van says with a light chuckle. Yeah, I remember when you did the high school play of Footloose. You were so good. For you, that is. Tasha says, walking up and taking a drink of Van's soda. One, no one asked you. And two, that was for Drama Club, Eric snaps. Come on, I need someone to dance with me, Bella says. Sorry, sugar, but it is not going to be me, Eric says and turns back to the bar. Tasha and Bella just shrug and head back out to the dance floor. Dude playing hard to get. Yeah, right. My young Padawan, you have much to learn of the force of women, says Van, slapping his best friend on the back. Just then, something catches Van's eye and he takes off. Eric watches as Van follows a man towards the back room. Soon after, he sees Tasha and Bella follow Van. Okay, that doesn't seem right, Eric says to himself. There was something off about the man. Eric didn't know why, but he knew something was not right, and that his friends were in danger. Eric took off running, and in a blink of an eye, he was in the back room where he found the man holding Bella in a chokehold. Van and Tasha lay on the floor, knocked out. Just as they start to come to, Eric attacks the man, pushing him as hard as he can. Much to Eric's surprise, the man is sent flying through the brick wall of the building and into the back alley. Van and Tasha get to their feet and jump through the hole. Eric runs over and picks Bella up from the floor where the man dropped her when Eric attacked. Okay, what just happened? Eric asks Bella as he sets her on her feet. 
You saved my life. That's what just happened, hot stuff, Bella replies. Okay, but how did I send that him flying like that? I mean, really, how? That's not even possible, Eric stammers. Bella, get out here! He's transforming! Van shouts from the alley. Bella looks at Eric and half smiles. As she goes out the hole, she draws out a 9mm gun. Eric, stay here. And she jumps out the hole. Eric listens to the horrifying sound and heard a large roar and what sounded like a wolf's howl? Eric again felt something is wrong and he jumped into the alley. There stood a 12-foot ogre and a werewolf. The werewolf is attacking it. She seems to be determined to protect Fan and Bella, not letting them have a clear shot at the thing, though. Eric! Get out of here! Van shouts and aims his shotgun at the org. Tasha, get out of the way! So I can get a shot! He shouts. Just as the wolf moves, Van shoots. The shot was clean and blood splattered everywhere, including Eric's face. Eric had his mouth open, ready to shout at Van to get Bella out of there and off to safety, when blood drips into his mouth. Eric's eyes immediately turn blood red and his teeth grow and form fangs, and his jet black hair turns snow white. Oh shit, he's awakened, Bella shouts. Eric heard nothing. All he knew was this ogre hurt someone he cared about, and now he had the power to make him pay. In a split second, Eric had jumped up and was on top of the ogre, punching him in the face over and over again. The ogre stumbled back and fell to the ground. Eric doesn't stop. Only when the ogre's head became a puddle on the ground did Eric stop. He then turns towards the werewolf. His blood seemed to just boil. He starts to charge the werewolf. Bella quickly gets in front of the werewolf as she changes back into Tasha. Eric, stop! It's over! Van says, running up and grabbing... Eric from behind, Eric easily shakes off Van and punches him in the stomach, sending him flying into the street. Eric, it's okay. Listen to the sound of my voice. It's me. It's Belladonna Helsing, Bella says, trying to calm Eric down. Eric slowly changes back to normal, and he falls to his knees. Okay, that was way too close, Tasha says. Why would he attack you? I know you've never really liked each other, Bella asks. He's a vampire. His blood was activated and recognized that I'm a lichen. Or werewolf, as the normies call me, Tasha says. Oh, right. I get it. I got Eric. Go see if Van's okay, Bella says. Tasha nods and runs to Van. As Bella turns to ask Eric how he's doing, he falls over, passing out. I'm Jimmy, and you're listening to Storytime from Cosplay News 637. Check out other stuff from the Zeo to Hero Network. The next day, Eric wakes up in his bedroom at his parents' place? Okay, that was just a crazy dream, Eric says, yawning. As he gets out of bed. Eric's room was that of a normal everyday geek. With posters of the Mach 5 from Speed Racer. And even some Marvel posters. There was also a few Kingdom Hearts posters. And a complete shelf dedicated to Power Rangers. His one and only bookshelf in the room was lined with Japanese manga. 
He walked to his bathroom, opening the door, he noticed his hand hurt. It was a dream, right? He says, looking at his hand. Eric showers quickly and heads downstairs. His mom, Sarah Von Connors, and dad, Larry Von Connors, sit at the table, eating their lunch. Larry Von Connors is a muscular man. At 6'1", he and his son work out together daily. Larry has light blue eyes and dark black hair. Larry is a hard-working family man. Sarah Von Connors is the best cook in town. There is nothing that Sarah can't make if she puts her mind to it. Sarah's a small woman with a petite build. Amber hair and her eyes are the same amazing color as her brother's. A deep green that could almost be considered as emerald. Did I miss breakfast? Eric asks, taking a seat. Yes, you must have had one hell of a night, Larry says. Did you get drunk again, hun? Sarah asks. No way, Mom. You know what happened the last time I did that? Eric says, opening a Pepsi and taking a drink. Oh, yes. Van still holds his nose whenever he sees you with a beer, Larry says with a chuckle. So, how was last night then, son? Sarah asks. Eric lets out a small sigh. I... I don't know. I mean, I remember going to the club and then a fight, I think? Then I woke up here, Eric explains. A fight? Sarah shouts. Just then, there's a knock at the door, and Van and Bella walk in. Hey, man, you feeling any better? Van asks, walking over to clap Eric on the shoulders. You passing out like that really scared us, Bella says. Larry and Sarah shoot Van and Bella a strange look, and they just nod. So, that day has come, Larry says, with a sigh. Eric looks at his dad with a puzzled look. Eric, how long has it been since you've seen your Uncle William? Sarah asks. It's been a while. Why? Eric asks. I think you should go see him this afternoon, she says. Why do I need to do that? Eric asks, but Van interrupts. Bro, trust me. Go talk to Father O'Farrell. Larry walks over and lays his hand on his son's shoulder. Last night, son. You awakened, he explains. Eric jumps to his feet. No, that was a dream, Eric shouts. Sorry, sweetheart, but... It was not, Sarah says softly. Come on, dude. Bill and I will drive you to the church, Van holds the door open. What if I don't want last night explained, Eric asks. Sorry, cutie, but you don't have a choice. This day was bound to happen sooner or later, Bella replies. Eric storms over to the door and pulls his motorcycle jacket and helmet off the back of the door. Fine, I'll go. But I'll take myself to the church, Eric says and storms out. A few minutes later, they hear the motorcycle speed off. Hey listeners, I'm glad you're enjoying what you're listening to. I'm Billy from Zero Hero Podcast. I'll always be joined by Jim and me and him are the Falcon Skull Podcasting. If you definitely like jumping down rabbit holes from week to week of anything that ranging from the old school Power Rangers 90s-esque nostalgia or we could even be talking about moon landings. So I know you're interested so definitely after the show come check us out Zio to Hero Podcast
About an hour later, Eric pulls up to the church. As Eric starts to get off his bike, he is hit with a cold chill and a painful stomach ache. This is why it has been a long time since he hasn't come to see his uncle. Every time he gets close to any church, this happens. He made his way into the church. At the front of the church, standing at the altar, was Pastor O'Farrell. He is your typical Irish pastor. His hair is starting to thin on top, but you could still see the slight red color that it once was in his youth. His eyes are the most interesting color. They are of a deep green, almost an emerald. Eric, my boy, what brings you to the house of the Lord? Pastor O'Farrell asks. Eric sighs and looks at his uncle. Mom and Dad and the Helsing twins said, I need to come talk to you, he says. I see. And do you know why, my son? Pastor O'Farrell asks. Eric sighs again. Something happened last night. Pastor O'Farrell nods. So, your powers have awakened, he says. Come with me, Eric. I will tell you all. Pastor O'Farrell starts walking towards the back of the church. Eric nods and follows him. The good pastor leads Eric down deep under the church into the catacombs. Eric, your birth parents were special. Your mother, Sarana, was an angel, an archangel, and an oracle. She was part of a secret society, he explains. And what does this society do? Eric asks. A very good question, my boy. We are charged with keeping the forces of hell in check. You see, Eric, there is a war going on, and you, my boy, are the key to it all, Pastor O'Farrell says, and hands Eric an old rolled-up piece of parchment. Eric takes it and reads it. The parchment says, When the world is in its darkest time, in a moment of hope and love, light and darkness will bear our child. Lord's angels will want this child on the side of the light. Hell's demons wants the child on the side of dark. Either side is willing to kill the child to stop the other. Saving mortal man is in this child's hands. Angered choices will send the world into a living hell. Violence will follow the child. Every day the child will battle with a choice. Upon the end of the dark war, somehow the child must choose. So, how can you say this is me? It doesn't say the sex of the child, Eric says. Look again, Eric. Down the side of the parchment, the pastor says. Will he save us? Eric slowly says. Eric, you are the child of light and darkness. It is you that must choose, O'Farrell says. Choose what? he asks. Who will win the war? Pastor O'Farrell says. Say I believe you, and this is some Buffy-slash-supernatural world we're living in. Then what? Eric asks. Then take what is in this chest. It was your birth mother's. And go on the mission I have sent Tasha and the Helsing twins on, Pastor O'Farrell says, and lays his hand on an old wooden chest. Eric opens the chest and finds a, a golden hilt dragon katana. He pulls it out and looks it over. This is a Hanzo sword, he says and unsheaths it. Pastor O'Farrell nods. This is crazy. I mean, come on. We're not living in the world of Blade. That's just comic book stuff, Eric shouts. Tell me, my boy, what do you know of the town you live in? Pastor O'Farrell asks. It's in real need of a GameStop? Eric says with a chuckle. No, Eric. Hope's End is the home to more than what is dreamed of in your philosophy. This town was made by our secret society to battle the forces of evil, Pastor O'Farrell says. So, where are the others? Eric asks. 
Pastor O'Farrell smiles. I will text you the address, he says. Pastors can have a cell phone? Eric says in shock. Yes, Eric. We are not in the Dark Ages anymore, Pastor O'Farrell says with a laugh. Eric shakes his head and places the katana on his back. Let me just go and see what you're talking about, Eric says, walking away. May God be with you, Pastor O'Farrell whispers. Hi, I'm Billy, and you're listening to Cosplay Dude 637, only on the Zero to Hero Network. After getting his uncle's text, he, he speeds away on his motorcycle towards the outskirts of town, where there is a large group of caves. Eric slides off the back of his bike and puts his helmet down. He looks around till he spots Van's old beat-up Ford pickup. Eric quickly makes his way over to it, but there was no one there. Huh. They must be in the caves already, Eric says, and darts off into the caves. Once inside, his eyes turn blood red. His hair changes to snow white and his fangs grow out. There's something not right about this place, he thinks to himself. With unbelievable speed, Eric starts running his way through the network of caves. Once he gets to where his friends are, what Eric finds fills him with rage. On the cave floor lies Van, Bella, and Tasha. Standing over them are four vampires. Look, boys, we got ourselves a fledgling, one vampire says. Eric smirks. Oh, I'm no fledgling, or whatever that is, he says, unsheathing his katana. See, I am the chosen one, and right now you're standing over my three best friends in the world. Well, two are my best friends, and one's the girlfriend of my best friend. You know what that means, don't you? he asks with a smirk. It means you're outnumbered four to one, says another vampire. Nope. It means you're all dust, Eric shouts, and in a blink of an eye runs into the group of vampires. Two of the vampires jump up and over Eric. The other two find the pointed end of Eric's sword as he cuts off their heads with ease. Eric quickly spins to face the other two. Who's next, he asks with a shit-eating grin, as the two headless vampires turn to dust. The two vampires left exchange looks, and they try to run for the exit. Eric, however, was not going to let that happen. He grips one by the throat and with ease lifts him up into the air. Did I say you bloodsuckers could leave? Eric shouts, drawing back his sword. What are you doing? You're like us, a vampire, the free vampire says, watching on in true terror. Eric gives him an... If looks could kill, look. As one white wing and one black wing spreads from his back. I told you once. I am the chosen one. Tell your masters and all the other demons I am coming for them. Eric says as he rips the head off of the vampire he's holding. The free vampire runs away in fear as fast as he can. Eric stands there with his blood red eyes and snow white hair. One black wing and one white wing unfurled behind him, as an evil smile plays across his face, revealing his fangs. In his left hand, he holds his katana, with a golden dragon hilt. On the ground at his feet lays Van, Bella, and Tasha. I will be the one who chooses how this world will end, 
I will choose if it should be let into the light or plunged into the darkness, for I am the chosen one. Eric shouts, holding his katana in the air. Dude, you don't need to yell, Van says slowly, sitting up. Eric's eyes and hair turn back to normal, and his fangs and wings recede back. Holy crap, you're alive, Eric shouts. Yeah, we're alive, half-breed, Tasha says, sitting up. Watch it, dog girl, or you're next on my list, Eric smirks. Come on, hot stuff, you know you can't kill her, Bella says as she gets to her feet. Eric runs over and hugs her. I thought I lost you, Eric whispers in her ear. This is new. I like it, Bella says, hugging back. So, dude, do you believe us now? Van asks, helping Tasha up. Eh, looks that way, Eric says, smiling. Welcome to the world of Supernatural, Tasha says, holding on to Van. Oh, and don't get any funny ideas. I am so Dean Winchester, Van says. Bitch, please. I am Dean, the cool one that gets all the ladies. You're Sammy boy. Eric says with a chuckle and kisses Bella. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed that story. I'd just like you all to remember that all my fanfictions are exactly that, fanfictions, and have no connection to the mainstream continuity that they're from. No copyright infringement was intended. I'd like to now take the time to thank my supporters, the Zeo to Hero Network, Jim and Billy, the Bulk and Skull of Podcasting over on the Zeo to Hero Podcast, Ben, the Baker Ranger on Baker Ranger Movie Talks, Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger on Nerds Through Comics, Iron Avenger 52 on TikTok and Instagram, and of course, Neon Lights on YouTube. Guys, give them a listen. They have supported me so much, I'd love to return the favor by you guys going and supporting them. I'd also take this time to thank some of the friends of the Zero to Hero Network, Ty Tiger on Tiger Tales. Till next time, later days.